I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program program here called The Mariner's Call. We do say ahoy to all of those of you that are listening to us. Whether you're a landlubber, way inland, uh, we have some of our stations. One of our stations is way in the northern part of Canada. We special salute to them. If you live close to the sea, not so close, whoever you are, God bless you. It's good to have you to be with us at this time. First Corinthians chapter 15, we're we'll looking at verse 58. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Hey, by the way, thank you for corresponding with us. Hey, thank you for those emails. If you'd like to get in touch with us, it's very easy if you have access to a computer. It's just on the keyboard if you just push in F O. M-M dot O-R-G, F-O-M-M dot org. That'll bring you directly to us, and you can even find a place where you can leave us a message. And there is a, a, an email address there. I think there's also a regular snail mail address. If you'd like to write to us, you don't have the computer. If you call the station, they'll give you an address whereby you can correspond with us. Sometimes the station, we leave a little bit of time, we'll give you an address whereby you can uh, write to us. Uh, as our program ends. But thank you for being there. Thank you for being my friend. So we say, as we say so many times, from the banks of the Bon Secours River, the southernmost part of the state of Alabama, the ministry and offices, Fishers of Men Ministries International, the mission arm of the Fisherman Baptist Church, Brother Mon, is excited always to be with you by means of radio. First Corinthians chapter 15, I want to read verse 58. And the writer here says, of course, which would be uh, uh, Saul, Saul of Tarsus. Of course, now his name Paul after he was saved. And he writes to the church at Corinth, and he says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Oh, what a statement. What great encouragement. I call this the ring of confidence, like you're ringing the bell, you know, the ring of confidence. Sometimes preaching and sometimes the, oh, my preaching here, sometimes it has to do with reproof, correction, instruction, basic instruction in righteousness. Sometimes we can bring messages that has to do with exhortation. That's what I'd like to do at this particular time, uh, to be used by the Lord, to encourage you just to keep on keeping on. And our text says this. Let's break it down a little bit at a time. It says, therefore, my beloved brethren, therefore, what's that for? Therefore, what is that? Of course, I know what's, what we think about if you study the English language, it is an adverb. Therefore, in the sense of in behalf of what has been said previously, he said, all right, therefore, therefore, in behalf of what? <laughs> Verse 57. Let's read verse 57. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, therefore, my beloved brother, he said, I want you to be steadfast, unmovable, 
always abound in the work of the Lord. All right. Therefore, in behalf of the fact that I have been given victory, I've been given victory in and through Jesus Christ. Then that should cause me to be steadfast, unmovable, to always abound in the work of the Lord, knowing that my work is not in vain. Therefore, my beloved brethren, all right, behalf of what, behalf of what has been said, what has been said, I've got victory in Jesus Christ. What is this victory all about? Oh, I heard the gospel. Chapter 15, verse 1, he says, more I declare unto you the gospel. What is the gospel? Verse 3. For I delivered in you, first of all, it says, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins. Ah, it has to do with Christ. What is the gospel? The gospel story is not that you ought to be good and go to church. The gospel story is all about Jesus Christ. And for that being true, I've been given victory. Been given victory through Jesus Christ. I heard the gospel. My life is changed. My soul is saved. My home is heaven. Not only that, in 1 Corinthians 15, Victory also, I got victory over the grave. You said over the grave? Yes. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 22, it says, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. What's that? I get a death sentence in Adam. I get a life sentence in Christ. A life sentence? In fact, it's everlasting life. For me, oh, I trusted the work of Christ What he did there on Calvary when that blood was shed, my friend, powerful enough to forgive this old commercial fisherman. It's been a better part of all my old lost life out in the Gulf of Mexico. Just a lost heathen. And yet the blood so powerful to save a wretched soul as I. And uh, in this salvation, now I have life. Life is in Christ. Life not in a church. Thank God for churches. Good churches. Life is not in what you do as far as your good works. And after you're saved, God wants you to maintain good works. Life is in Jesus Christ. Do you have life? All right. It says, therefore, my beloved brethren, in behalf of the fact that I have victory in Christ, my friend, I have victory over the grave. I have victory over death. In fact, as far as the old body is concerned, I'm looking for a taker, the taker outer or the upper taker, not the undertaker. Oh, wouldn't it be good if Jesus came at this time? Some listening to this program, morning, noon, night, whenever. Wouldn't it be good if the Lord was to come? Oh, just to take us off of this old planet. I've been given victory in Jesus Christ. And for that being true, here's a threefold exhortation. What is this exhortation? He said, I want you to be steadfast. Now, what is that? Steadfastness has to do with something being settled, you know. He said, I want you to be unmovable. These words go hand in hand. Unmovable, firmly fixed, firmly established. Unmovable from a position. Steadfast. You know, I know I can do this. I know I can be steadfast and unmovable because, well, I have Christ living within me. I like the statement made in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 19. It speaks of Jesus and what he's likened unto. He's likened unto an anchor. And he said he's the anchor of the soul. You would not believe how it reads, though. He's the anchor of the soul, both sure and, the next word, sure and steadfast. The anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. So Christ is in me. He expects me to be steadfast. I've been given victory in Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brother, be steadfast, unmovable, steadfast. Job said in 
Job chapter 23 and verse 10, he said, My foot hath held his steps, his way have I kept. I thank God for this great man. And for that being true, you read about his, uh, uh, we would say, uh, sort of uh, the leaf turned over. You get to Job chapter 42. I like the statement in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 9. Steadfastness, it's the only thing that could help me to resist Satan. Remember the statement in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. You wouldn't believe verse 9. It says, whom resist steadfast in the faith. Oh, whom resist. All right, where's my resistance? All right, steadfast in the faith. What is the faith? It has all to do with Jesus Christ. So, my friend, when he was all taken attempted of the devil, you know, what did he do? He said, it is written. My faith is in this book. We think about Jesus is his living word. This book is the written word of God. I'm to resist steadfast in the faith. All right. Now that I have victory in Jesus Christ, he said, I want you to be steadfast. I want you to be unmovable, firmly fixed, firmly established. Don't you be like children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. I had a young man coming to the church, the fisherman. Baptist church not too long ago. And I said, where are you from, son? And he told me that he was from another church. And I said, well, you know, what are you doing here? And he said, he said, brother Munn, you know what the preacher said? And I have to be very careful what I hear here because there's all kind of trivial things is done. But he said, the preacher said there was no such thing as the rapture, the second coming. He said, that's just a fable. There's no such thing. He said, this is being shown in the New Testament to show how, and he began to go and uh, tell me about what this pastor had sort of changed his tune, so to speak. What happened? He moved away from what he believed. Steadfast, unmovable. As far as this book and the cardinal doctrines of this book, my beliefs, I'm to be steadfast, unmovable, first of all, especially concerning 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1, 2, and 3, which has to do with the gospel. All the gospels not being presented as it should be presented today. Many even fundamental so-called present it so shallow. Do you believe? Yes, I believe. Then you've got it. Oh, no, my, it's more, my friend. Uh, as far as the gospel is concerned, it, we must speak much of Jesus Christ and his work. And a person must be focused upon the work of Christ, not something that they do. I've asked many a person, I said, are you saved? He said, yeah, I joined the church when I was little. Are you saved? He said, I walked an aisle. Are you saved? I, and it's I, I. It, it's, you know, it's not about I. It's not about me. It's all about Christ. He wants me to be steadfast, unmovable. And then they said, as far as my work in the Lord, I need to abound in the work of the Lord. Did you hear how that was described? He said, not just work for the Lord, abound in the work of the Lord. Not just be involved in some some of the work, maybe involved in some little thing in church, but he said, abound in the work of the Lord. What does that mean? If a person abound abounded in riches, what was that what, what would that be? They said they had a lot of money. If you were to abound in the work of the Lord, not only just be involved in the work of the Lord, but abound in it. Oh, get in it. Uh, I mean over your head. 
I mean, your hands, your feet, your eyes, all of it. I want to abound in what God, I, I want there to be some fervency there, you know, to abound in the work of the Lord. Why should I do this? Because my labor is not in vain in the Lord. I'll be honest with you. I've done a lot of things. I've looked back on it and I said, I spent my time in a worthless manner. I wasted my time. As far as the work of the Lord is concerned, never could I ever say that. You know, as far as God's work, and a lot of times we don't even see what God's doing through our life. You know, as far as my work, no matter what it is, if I labor hardly as unto the Lord and not unto men, and if I try my best to please and serve the master, abound in the work of the Lord, he said, it's not in vain. A lot of people are discouraged. My friend, your work is not in vain. You said, Brother Mon, I've been to church. I said, your work is not in vain. He said, Brother Mon, I've tried my best to support Bishop. I said, your work is not in vain. If that's true, it indicates something. It indicates some kind of reward. I like the statement in Romans 8. He said, concerning the sufferings of this present time, it's not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. If you knew what was ahead for you, my friend, you'd keep on working. The book of Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, it says, Be not weary in well-doing. Some of you are a bit discouraged. Oh, listen, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Your work is not in vain. God sees it. God will reward. And once again, the biggest thing is you don't know what the Lord's doing. So I've been a part of something that I didn't even know that God was getting any glory for it whatsoever. Whatever it was, I found out later that God moved in that particular situation even more so than in a, in a preaching service. Listen, my labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now, until next week, this is Fisher Mon saying goodbye.